if you could pick two pieces of gym equipment for the rest of your life, you could only use two pieces, what would they be? Barbell. Yes. Does that does that come with plates though, or is it, it just comes with one set of plates? You get to choose the, the weight. So like barbell with your choice. And you have to lift that weight. There's no other weight. It's either empty bar or that weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably go barbell with. I don't know. I think maybe one thirty-five. Yeah. And then yeah. and then. Uh, then an assault bike. Assault bike, yeah. Out of all the eggs, you go with an assault bike. Yeah, I just want to mess myself up. Can I? Can I take a barbell with? Uh, I changed my answer. Can I take a barbell with? Twenty-five uh, kilo plates, and then just another set of plates as my other equipment <laughs> just don't care about being fit at all you just, <laughs> you, just, you just want weight the most the most amount of weight you can get it's with in the two. Rule. that's within the rules man that's all right well then i, I guess as far, as far as cross well i would get i would i would take a barbell and a two a barbell with 25 kilo plates and then another set of 25 kilo plates. Yeah, you would. That's we lost, uh, we lost Mitch. He was like, fuck this. <laughs> Jesus, uh, he doesn't even say anything. He just goes, <laughs> he just goes <laughs> not for me. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> he did the gym equipment. What are you like, fuck. <laughs> Ryan, you might have to, you might have to reinvite. Smart, yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. And he said we, he's coming. He's coming back. Boston. I might go with pull-up bar. I don't know. I think like you can do a lot with pull-up bar. Pull-up bar. That is true. I feel like a dumbbell is better than a barbell, though. There's a lot. So much you can. I don't know if there's lots you can do with it. I don't know. I might pick like a. But mind you, all I've been using is like a fifty-pound dumbbell, and I'm loving it. <laughs> so fit. Deadlifts. Deadlifts went good today with the dumbbells, Dave. Good. Went great. I did that. Well, it was a hundred strict handstand push-ups. Seventeen. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Miles. Miles has put in more volume in handstand push-ups than anyone. Because <laughs> my fucking leg didn't work, man. I've been walking on my hands down the street. Yeah. <laughs> His workout today legitimately had a hundred strict handstand push-ups in it. Yeah, it was good. It went really good. All well, sets of five, but all I'm yeah. broken. 20, 20 sets of five. What was it again? Five dumbbell, double dumbbell deadlifts. Five handstand push-ups? Handstand push-ups, 15 cal row, five strict handstand push-ups, 10 rounds. Right. And then I ran 6K in a fucking blizzard. <laughs> I'm not joking. My, my watch died, my phone died, my hands went numb. I went out completely unprepared. You went survival mode. Yeah. It was, I was running with my hands in my pocket all fucked up. <laughs> 
No wonder you didn't uh, take your 200-meter walks. Yeah, I was like, I just want to go home. <laughs> so, uh, Dave, remember the other day we were talking about uh, uh, Elliot Kipchoge's, like, recovery runs? Yeah. Uh, he'll do, like, just six-minute kilometer recovery runs, just, like, long hour, two hours. So I, was, I, did the, I did some running today, and the first interval was, like, just five minutes, easy pace. So I was yeah. like, oh, I'll think about, like, just nice, easy pace, like nice recovery run. Thinking about Elliot Kip- Kipchoge, I ran my like first K. It pops up five thirty three kilometer. I was like, I too felt fast. like I was. Yeah, I was like, how oh, is this too wow. fast? I need to go even slower. Yeah, Mitch, can you hear us now? Oh yeah, everybody. Can you, can you oh, see yeah, us? I see you all too. Yeah, I got. Oh yeah, the okay, cool. I got the I got the issue solidified here. Got her, got her sorted two pieces, out. Two pieces of gym equipment for the rest of your life. What are they? <laughs> Well, wow, it's pretty easy for me. A fucking barbell and 230 kilos of plates, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that, might not, that might not be enough, right? I need 280. Mitch, Mitch, for what? I do, three, I do three fucking exercises, bro. That's it. <laughs> Ryan, what would you have? He needs a fucking Versa climber so that he can lose that fucking freshman 15, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still, I still got that baby fat. Yeah. No, I think, uh, bar- fuck. Where's, that, where's everyone going? I'm looking through my goddamn halls. Where's oh. COVID? Dry cough. I do have the, actually. Thank you for that. I do. I do, do have the COVID. Correct. Did you test are you positive? Feeling, are you feeling better now, or what? Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the recovery train here. Hey, tell me this: if you could put twenty yeah. percent down on like a super shit home, yeah, and just rent it out, like just start. Do you think that's a good investment to start just like buying? So so like, rental properties? just 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 to be clear, like. You just asked me, like, hey, man, like, if you know that one of the numbers of the quantum physics algorithm is six, what's the end? Like, no fucking, dude, I have a thousand questions. How am I meant to answer that? 20% down on a red house? Yes, but I mean, house? the whole idea, the whole idea. <laughs> I don't know. Investing it depends in on the house. Problem. It depends how much money you make. It depends, like, there's 7,000 variables, right? I just want a yes or no here. Don't make it. I can't give you one. <laughs> What I will, what I will, what I will say is that you and I can have a phone call on Friday. I'll ask you seven hundred questions, and then I'll tell you the answer at the end. Can I, okay. as an idiot, can Eric. I put my two cents into this? Yeah, man. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, okay. So here's Eric, you sh- so what you should do is here's here's what I've heard. Um, when you when you invest into a house and you buy it, and you're like renting it out to someone, the rent. Oh, yeah isn't necessarily the thing that is making you a lot of money. It's really just kind of paying the mortgage off. And then once the mortgage is paid off and then you sell the house, that's when the big influx of money where you actually make a lot of money comes from. At least that's what I've heard. Yeah, you're going to sell the house and take the equity out of it. But if if I can pay, if my mortgage is $900 a month and the house is bringing in 15, then for sure. I mean, yeah, well, that's rad. That's totally, I mean, the, the big thing with investing, like without the million questions is the, the only question that matters is what can you do with that money otherwise? And what can that return you? That's the real real question, right? Like right. 
when finance people analyze like what stocks to go into, it's about blending risk profile with um, what else is available at the same risk tolerance. So real estate's not a really risky investment. So you look at like, well, with that money and the amount of time and what I would pay myself like on an hourly basis, um, the amount of time I have to do to manage that, what returns can I yield using like investing in other assets? Like that's realistically what the analysis is. Um, Ryan's right. I mean, you know, at a, at a basic level, yeah. I mean, it's sheer economics. Like, you know, you make most of your money when you sell the house, um, depending how much equity there is. But the real, that's not the question. The question is how much more money could you make investing elsewhere? And that's why all this stuff, sure. like, well, how much is yeah. the rent? How much is the down payment? How much money are you talking about? How much risk are you willing to take on? You know, you da 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 And then you plug all that into a financial model and it says, buy Apple. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or yeah. buy a house. Um, Should be, it, yeah, I just call him, hey, buddy, I got fucking two grand. What? <laughs> we, uh, I told these guys earlier you couldn't hear me, but I put my. Oh shit! <laughs> Boys, I'm so sorry about that. I accidentally hit the wrong button. Hey Mitch, you think I should buy a fucking house? I don't know. If you should not. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you one thing: uh, buying a house in Brandon, Manitoba is not a good investment. It's probably it's probably going to go down in value. You think so? Like, okay, then how is this? How is this? This um, this crisis going to affect? Well, it won't affect real estate. Well, in in Vancouver, Toronto, New York, and in in major cities, housing prices will go up by like twenty percent in the next. Depending, it depends what school of thought you are and how bad the recession is going to be. If you're in Mitch's school of thought, where you think that we're looking at a thirty-six month worse than the great depression recession which is what mm-hmm. i think is going to happen then yeah. in four years you'll probably see hyperinflation of like 70 percent in major cities um Great. like like italy's insolvent right now the u.s is very close to becoming insolvent with how much money they're printing and what is unless you have mean? it means that they're um on a country by country basis um insolvency is when your net debt on your balance sheet is less than your projected gdp it's what happened to Greece. So it's ah. why all of Greece's, like everyone lost confidence in Greece's financial system and like external regulators that regulate debt ratings actually downgrade the fucking country, like from, you know, triple A rating to like subprime. So like no one will do business externally with the country because they think the country's gonna default on their loans. Um, so if that shit happens, then you see a massive rush into, um, into real assets, which is houses. Um, and that's what happened in 08, like in Vancouver and Toronto, real estate prices went up like 35%, um, the year after the crash in Vancouver, houses went from 600 grand to a million bucks, like legitimately in five months, because everyone gets scared to have their money in the market. They pull it out and they put it into real assets. Um, it's pretty standard. So anyways, easy stuff. <laughs> easy. <Yeah. laughs> um, Mitch, did you actually test positive for COVID? No, they wouldn't test me, but uh, I mean, by all external measures, it was pretty clear. Do you know how you got it? Do you lick a light pole or something? I was in America. I was in D.C. um, when the outbreak happened. Man, you fucked up there. I was messing up. up. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's kind of crazy that, yeah, prices would go up. I would assume they would go down. But that makes sense that people people don't want to have their money. 
Yeah, I mean, again, in, uh, it's one school of thought. The stock right? market, which so, is basically like, I don't know. I would describe it as virtual, where like if you actually like physically own something, then that could be worth more. I mean, the stock market is physically, you physically do own something. You own a percentage of a company. Like those shares are actually tied to physical assets. Um, Dollar rich. <laughs> it's a little bit different, um, but but anyways, um, we'll just we'll just skip that. I feel like Ryan's voice is extra deep right now. Yeah, he sounds louder than normal to me. Yeah. Oh really? Should I turn it down? Mm. Uh, I'll run it through a compressor later. So Ryan, tell me about this uh, episode of Tiger King coming out. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Oh Let's, yeah. Um. Well, so all all I heard, uh, what's his name, Jeff Lowe. Jeff Loeb had an interview and he said that there's an episode coming out this weekend. I, I, know, I don't know what it's going to be about. I have no idea. What I would imagine Can you is... guys even hear me anymore? Because it's pretty glitchy on my end. Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. Okay. Have we started just... yet or is this just still the prequel? It's just missing. Uh, I, I just started recording. Uh, and and then we, we just go from there. Because we might miss oh. out on some good stuff. So I just record and where, where we start the podcast is where I edit it to start. So yeah, Did we're kind of starting. Missing Rich, is that what you said? Damn. Richard. So Jeff Lowe says there's an episode coming out. Yes, yeah. So Jeff Lowe said that there's an episode coming out um, this weekend. I, I have not heard from any other sources other than Jeff Lowe himself, and we all know that he is an upstanding citizen. And whatever he <laughs> says, we all always know that he is a man of his word. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought the I thought show was fantastic a roller coaster of events every episode you think damn that's the worst person in the world there's no way they're gonna find someone worse and then the next episode they top it off with someone even worse uh carol baskin okay (laughs) let me just say this she murdered her husband but how she found her husband she was a prostitute right (laughs) think about it well, I'm thinking about it, but how, why are you claiming that? Because why he, is it relevant? I'm so confused. Who, do, who are we talking about? Oh, you haven't oh. seen Tiger King? No, dude, I'm a fucking grown up, man. I do actual <laughs> things during the fucking day. I don't watch Tiger King. You Damn have man. to watch it. You have to watch it, dude. Dude, there's no time for Tiger King. There is time for Tiger King. Tiger King specifically. So, with 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 that, Don is Don Lemon. Was that his name? Don something? I forget. Anyways, Don picked up Carol fucking Baskin on the side of the road and then took her to a hotel room later that night. Dude, she was a prostitute. Guaranteed 100%. Think about it. That's 100% how it happened. Carol Baskin is a liar. She murdered her husband. And she hides under this false pretense of I'm doing it for the animals. And I do everything right, and this is wrong, what they're doing. What she's trying to do, she's trying to corner the market so that she's the only lion zoo in the country. That's what she's trying to do. She's trying to shut everyone down. She's the worst person in that show, maybe. Uh, I agree. I totally agree. That's what I said last time. I think that I don't like the Um, entire underlying... Can you guys hear Mitch? I can't hear Mitch. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. I turned. So I turned cool. Mitch's volume up. You can actually, if you right-click on his screen, um, if you're yeah. not in full screen mode, you can turn up the user volume on specific people. So yeah, Rich. Yeah. Night, folks. It's Duh, full. Rich. Jeez. Yeah, I can't hear. Problem. 
Yeah. The back miles. Disconnected from the Wi-Fi, burning data here. Eels. Hot damn. All right. Well, I just, that- I just, li- I live with the burn data now. I'm at the point now where it's just become a way of life. It is. No. I have that unlimited plan, so whatever. Yeah. Well, is it 5G? You, do? you have know. unlimited data? They give you, they have that in Winnipeg, Manitoba? Yep. Come on. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm over here paying for 10 gigs, going over by 5 gigs every month. Yeah, man. I know. My bill's like $350. So. Yeah, but you don't care. Your parking space is more than my rent, so it's all <laughs> That is a fact. For the record, for everyone that's watching, he's like, I mean, parking spots are expensive in Vancouver. It's terrifying. Yeah. (sighs) Kate, let's talk about um, cross functional fitness racing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That, that, Ryan, that uh, thread you sent out to us from Reddit. Well, they have a Okay, so maybe, why why don't you give. Uh, the rundown of what was said there and then we can kind of discuss on our opinions on that yes actually um i'm gonna would you guys mind if i pull pulled it up if we do that really yeah Yeah, okay sounds good just hide your hide your port hub first oh i'm always in (laughs) incognito mode man free free membership during the during the crisis that's funny that you knew that you need to get no, on there. Yeah, no, Ryan, Ryan was telling us last week all the details. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's the last podcast. What can I say? I'm a scientist. Dude, Dave, dudes who are under 40 still get fucking boners, buddy. So he's got to do something <laughs> with it. <laughs> all right. Uh, Richard's like, I'm under 40 and I don't get boners. <laughs> Uh, would you guys like me to just read it for the viewers? So they know? Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. Go okay. for it. Um, so, essentially, there was a thread on uh, on CrossFit.com. I don't know who still goes on that. It's kind of sad. But, uh, essentially, they release an article about Support Your Local Box fundraiser. And uh, there was a little bit of uh, an outrage from some users. One user, Zachary Gibbon, said, When can we expect CrossFit HQ to step in and start supporting all the affiliates who are the true lifeblood of the CrossFit community? Seems like HQ is just asking the community to support the community. Many affiliates have closed their doors, freezing memberships, and are still on the hook for rent utilities, insurance, and have coaches that need to be supported in this tough time. Where, where are all the millions of dollars of affiliate fees, open fees, certification fees going if you are not supporting the affiliates in this time of need? HQ, it's time to step up and financially support the lifeblood that keeps this community pumping. Mm. Greg Glassman read that, blood probably boiling, and he responded with just a, a spiteful comment, and I, I quite enjoyed it. So here's what it was. Zach. You were unable to pay your fees nine months before the COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> you are... <laughs> Come on. You are not patient zero, are you? Wondering what's up... <laughs> Wondering what's up with a guy incapable of making ends meet in the best of times, now blaming me and the virus, I went to your website. 
www.zsfitness.com slash home.html. Zach, your business failed at conception. What has transpired? What has transpired? What has transpired before now and then just too long? It shouldn't have taken this to end that. This thing is a nasty event for many affiliates. It is affecting every single one of them. The strong ones, regardless of age, but with solid relationships with their clients derived from the professional delivery of an unprecedented stimulus and loving community will survive both a virus and multi-generational impact. The mothership, including staff that supports the affiliates, has always run lean and has now scaled substantially in direct proportion to the impact on affiliates. Our singular concern is the health of the affiliate community, the value and efficiency to organizing the entire affiliate enterprise and CrossFit Inc. around providing as much as possible for as little as possible has <clears throat> made this country or this community of ours virulent, robust, strong, and global. The health and wealth created by our enterprise is significant enough to <clears throat> have me invited back to Harvard Business School each year for the past five years talk about a business that designed and operates on a lease rent model to maximize the opportunity and therefore the spread of health like a contagion pretty cool choice of words depending on this with the time that we're in right now there is no chain on earth that does more or or takes less than CrossFit Inc. with regards to its constituents, my affiliates. My affiliates know we are deferring payments and adjusting contract dates to reflect our not taking money for periods of mandated closure. Our DC office and network is exploring the CARES Act options for quickest relief possible to affiliates, their trainers to include rent utilities, blah, blah, blah. You got in by mistake and never figured it out. For the record, you cannot make Lobo Gym biz model work in a limited space for $29 a month. Those fees <clears throat> those fees require an enormous amount of space to support the oversubscription model that thrives from 1 out of 10 sticking around after joining. You tried to miss CrossFit with lazy ass fitness and went broke before the bug came. And that's it. Sorry, I have a question before we get into the discussion. Yeah. What was the the pre the preempt to this whole thing? So you you let off sorry, I don't like follow the CrossFit media machine. So like, were they asking for money? What's the deal? Like, how did this whole thing start? So what did they comment. What's this first guy comment on? So that he that his his first comment um, was essentially just saying like, hey, when are you guys going to step up and start supporting the affiliates? Um, and this was That's from it. the original post of support your local box. It's just on the CrossFit.com website, and it What's has support your local box. Oh, you don't even. Oh, yeah. So it's the open. They're doing the open again right now, uh, but it's all at home workouts. And the money that oh. you donate is going to go directly to the affiliate that you choose. That and they it's were like just announcing that. Charity yeah. deal kind of deal. All right. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, I mean, the the res the response is, I guess, pretty harsh. But I don't I don't feel like that's what I was talking about before. I, I don't think it's out of line at all. Like, but it Which sounds. Response? Glassman's right um I don't like it just sounds like I don't mean without having the facts I guess if we went to that website we could find out but it sounds like that guy attempted to open a CrossFit gym at you know a, a basically a drop-in fee membership and it just and it just never it never worked and now he's he's been going out of business forever and now he's trying to like 
I just mean, what do you want? Like, what do you, you, you want some huge private company that sells you a service to come right. and fucking save you? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, doesn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, what did you, you know from, from that perspective? I mean, from the CrossFit perspective, there's no CrossFit or com- like companies left. If that, like, it comes down to what your thesis is, right? As a business owner and Glassman's thesis is always the, and, and it's actually what created CrossFit, which is the cream rises, right? And the competitive CrossFit, I should say, not CrossFit CrossFit, the cream rises. So, you know, in times of turmoil, there's a thinning of the herd always, but strong, in this case, businesses, in other case, humans live and survive. Um, so, you know, I'm sure he's ran the analysis and went, do I think this is going to decimate all CrossFit gyms across the, the globe? And if the answer to that question was yes, the answer, the next step would have been, I'm going to step in and save them because I need them to pay me money so that I can get more rich. But he probably looked at it and go, yeah, you know, we might lose 15, 20% of them. I'm still going to make my, you know, a couple hundred million bucks a year. Um, you know, I'm going to do everything I can, but I'm not handing out things to people. It's, right. it's silly. Um, he's a businessman. So, I mean, from a sheer business perspective, if you don't think that your entire all of the building blocks that your business is built on are going to disappear. It makes no sense to bail out the bottom. You right. know what I mean? So, I mean, I tend to agree. I don't really like Glassman very much, but I tend to agree that, you know, why, why give a hand up to someone for no reason? Um, <clears throat> as far as they are deferring payments right now, like um, yeah. we reached Hopefully. out, like what does that look like for us if we need like, as the manager of a gym, what does that look like if we need help with our payments right now, if we're closed for uh, longer than we want to be? And they are deferring payments, but that doesn't mean you won't have to eventually pay them. So like you can pay either your affiliate fee like 100% upfront, or you can pay it month to month. And if you're paying it month to month, um, they just like for every month you need to defer, like they just take a percentage and tack it on to the next month. To the, to the next month or to the end? To the end, so like whenever you need, I guess, whenever you can start making those payments again in X amount of months, they just start, like you're eventually gonna have to pay it anyways. And like, yeah. that's a conversation like I've had here, like do we ask to put our rent on hold? Well, probably not, because a company will just come looking for it at the end anyways. Like as long as you can afford to pay it, it's probably good to just keep paying it. Obviously yeah, this guy, question. obviously this guy can't afford to be paying it. And I did go check out his website and yeah, it's $29 a month for unlimited crossfit that's absurd like i yeah, think right. good, good lives are more expensive than that yeah sure. yeah and i mean yeah. I, I get deferring payments i understand all of that like, i get it and i think it makes sense and like every business owner has to make a decision and analyze their situation and obviously like depending how new you are to the industry and how long your business is there you're going to be in a different position and maybe you're going to make it and maybe you're not but you know, starting a business is like investing in the stock market, frankly, you know, at the end of the day, like uh, black swan events can take you out <laughs> and it's sad and it sucks for everybody, but it's true. It's just the way the world works. And in, when those situations happen, I don't think expecting other people who are more successful than you to bail, bail you out is, is the right approach. Nor is it a good way to live your life. No. Yeah. yeah. No. And that's what I mean. Right. Yeah. That's my whole point is like. Uh-huh. It's silly, really, when you think about it. Yeah, I would, I would argue that having that conversation and making that comment on a public forum might not be the best way to do that. And CrossFit's always been like that, though. So, like, they used to have well, Russ Bergner, who got 
laid off recently for some uh, issues. All the gay hate? Yeah, used to have some issues. Um, there was him and some uh, another guy named Russ, Russ Green. Like, their job at HQ was literally just to, like, patrol social media and, like, like I don't know, or attack or argue anyone who was bad-mouthing CrossFit. It's like, CrossFit's always been like that all over social media. With As soon as you say something bad, like, they have one of their people rebuttaling it and, like, trying to bring their people in to, like, argue it and push it down. And so why is that bad? Sorry. Why, why do you think that's not a good thing? I just, I don't know if you're supposed to be this like super professional company and you're just like slandering people on public forums. Well, I mean, I wouldn't call it slandering because slandering means that you're saying things that are untrue. So, um, but I mean, I I don't know. I actually like, I tend to disagree. I actually, the one of the few things that I really like about CrossFit is how transparent they are in their positions. um, And they take public positions on a lot of things. And I think like saying it's professional to not do that, um, you know, it's a bit of an overstatement because now you're even seeing, um, you know, investment banks, like in my industry, you see investment banks and stuff like Ray Dalio at Extreme Honesty, um, and they're taking radically transparent positions on stuff, um, whereas everything was behind the scenes before. And, you know, they're, they might be building a, you know, an army to just attack you and you have no idea it's coming. Whereas now everything's a lot more transparent. So I actually like, I kind of admire CrossFit for, you know, they go, well, this is what we think. And if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself. Um, so I, I kind of, I kind of admire it, to be honest. I think Greg Glassman's completely crazy, to be clear. Um, and his philosophy is un- unbelievably unfounded, in my view, in many respects. But I actually do quite appreciate his transparency and his massive defense of his business because that's what it takes right yeah i was looking into that actually in the like what you just mentioned at the end their defense of his business like they have yeah. tons of lawyers on staff where their job Huge. is is to just defend the name crossfit massive. and they're like and i i agree with what you just said like putting yeah. putting it more into perspective i didn't really look at it like that um yeah. but like their goal is to make sure crossfit doesn't just become like another generic term like they want when totally when someone says crossfit they want you to think crossfit hq like crossfit affiliate um like they don't want it to just be like oh you do crossfit whatever and legally like when the the way you're talking about is actually like a real legal phenomenon right because when a so when a trademark loses its distinctiveness it actually can become challenged to no longer be a trademark right so right if if, if like kleenex to become if, yeah, if CrossFit starts to become yeah. the sport and not the company, then they're going to have some significant branding issues, right? So yeah. it's actually like relatively well thought out and forward looking to go, whenever anyone tries to say CrossFit ain't the company, you get a cease and desist letter and we have a legal team that will destroy you. And, you know, it's very defensive of what they built. And I mean, and again, like I'm a I'm a student of like high achieving business, um, and you know that's where I spend most of my life is learning, trying to learn from those people. And you know some of the stuff that Greg Passman has done is exceptionally admirable. And like you know him getting, I know I scoff at him getting, you know, invited to Harvard to talk about business because you know he's a little bit ridiculous. But like some of the things that he does in business are the same type of things that Steve Jobs does, or the same type of things that. Um, you know, pick a fortune 500 CEO does. Um, and it's actually like relatively impressive. Um, I don't know much about his background and how he's educated and whatever, but he's like, 
he does some things exceptionally well, and one of them, I think, is defending his brand. Um, I think his, uh, I was doing some research on him, actually, before we did this podcast, knowing he'd be a big topic. His dad was like a, like a, he's a mathematician or like a physicist or something like that. Yeah, and so like growing up, growing up, he always had his dad hounding him to like, before you yeah. say anything, like make sure you have like proof of it and like sure. make sure there's evidence of it, which is why he like claims how he found CrossFit was like making fitness quantifiable. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like I say, I, I might disagree with some of his philosophy, but, um, and I might think that some of the things he says is more for impact than for, uh, he actually even maybe even believes it, but, um, for all of his faults, I think that, you know, you don't build a business that big as someone who's built a couple of businesses and they're not that big, um, unless you do a lot of things really, really right. Um, so, you know, it's pretty impressive. Right. Yep. What are some of the that. philosophies that you uh, disagree with that he's had? <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, I mean, that's like a long, long kind of list. Uh, hey, this is a podcast. We got time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I'd really want to get into it. Some of my books are a little bit fucked up, too. And I think that for now, I'm not ready to be radically honest like Greg Glassman. So um, I want to just. It. I'm sure you do, but that doesn't mean I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I think uh, I think we we fundamentally di- disagree on. Um, Is it the cross methodology? A lot of stuff. No, 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 no. no, no. It's more like life life philosophy and uh, and business oh. philosophy, but um, it's not cross methodology philosophy. Okay. Um, how would you how would actually, you run CrossFit if if you if you had Ray Glassman's job? What would you do? I would sell the CrossFit Games immediately um, to somebody that wants to run it because I'm a big believer that in business, like if you, if the person at the very, very top doesn't actually care that much about something, it's actually like an arm of the business that can probably go away. And frankly, in my view, the games, and I actually agree with Greg Glassman, um, when everyone gave him shit about like, well, the games brought you here to who you are, you know what I mean? And it built awareness and all these Navy SEALs doing all this stuff, yada, yada, yada. How could you abandon it? And it's like, yeah, bro, that was stage one of my three-stage plan for world domination. Now stage one is done. I don't care about that anymore. I'm busy with stage two. And you don't know about stage three yet, but it's coming, and I'm going to be done with stage two pretty soon. Um, but I'm, to me, it's just a distraction, so I'd probably sell it to someone who cares, like Matt will keep it loud and live and say, here, take this, you know, do whatever, have fun. Here's the rules. you got to run all this shit by us, but carry on, you know, make it great again. That's tr- Trump, right? Make, make CrossFit great again. Um, and then I would just focus on what I was But again, that's with me just looking at it, not knowing where he's trying to end because it's hard to comment on the trajectory of that business without really truly understanding where to take it. And, you know, with all that stuff, you can take it in so many different fucking directions. It's like, you know, what are you, uh, you going to do? But again, I would, I would spin off the games um, probably. And then I would actually probably do what he's doing with the health because – you know, it's the biggest population that he's looking at a massive demographic that he doesn't currently get money from. And, you know, whether you want to say it's to, you know, this campaign for health or it's a campaign for wealth, whichever, if you're looking at it from a business perspective, it's a, it's a market that he doesn't currently own. So going after you, it is a smart concept. You could so, argue with this whole uh, pandemic happening that it's actually going to be good for CrossFit in the end because it's, he looks like, like a genius. Doing the, 
yeah. the virus is the virus is really affecting people who have underlying health issues and who are yeah. obese. So like at the end of this, when people get through it, maybe they're in that category and they realize, man, I got lucky. I didn't, I didn't die. Like I need to do yeah. something. He looks Hello? he looks like a genius right now. Like with with all of the at home workouts on YouTube that he's posted of doing couch you know sit ups or couch air yeah. squats, and now everyone's doing that shit. You know, like it's it it's honestly mind blowing. Like he he called yeah. it, and maybe maybe being successful in business when you're radically successful, it's being very very smart, and then also there's a little bit of luck Lucky. in it. And Greg Glassman, he just seems like he hits these home runs. Hey, like CrossFit, um, CrossFit Games, boom. CrossFit Health, boom. Like he's just, he's hitting dingers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a smart guy, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't come up with CrossFit, you know? <laughs> probably, probably, probably not. No, no, probably not at all. Not at all. I think, but on the I topic think of the games, I think, like, money was probably the biggest factor in, I guess, money and just like spreading the word more globally why they made those changes. Like you have to, you have to register and pay to participate at the CrossFit game. So you give, you know, you go, you take the field from 80 athletes to 300 athletes. You just uh, tripled your registration. So you're getting thrice as much uh, registration money in. And then now you have all these people traveling from all over the world to come there. So like you're just, getting more money there you're making potentially more money at the games i don't yeah. i don't I think i don't i don't really see the registration as that's such a small drop in a mass um, bucket. Like, i think yeah. that's i think I the game itself is a small drop um, right you know what i mean right. the games in its totality to my to my understanding um obviously not looking at it um the specifics of the financial statements but um, I mean, I think it's a lost leader realistically, and it's so small and insignificant relative to the actual arms of their business that are, you know, the money making machines that they actually, you know, it just doesn't matter. And I think it's the games is mostly just a marketing expense. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think realistically, that's all that it is. Well, I, um, I remember a comment that Greg Lossman made uh, about, a, about a year ago when this whole, all the changes were happening. And he said that essentially the CrossFit Games are commercial, and we were breaking even on it. Yeah. And uh, I, and what, what what I thought was like, isn't that a good thing for like you? Typically, if you want commercial, you spend money, and then the commercial mm -hmm. happens, and then you get your name out there. But what they're doing is they're not spending any money, breaking even on the CrossFit Games, and they still get their commercial, right? So why yeah. is that a bad thing? That's a good point. Oh, it's, it, yeah, and I mean, I don't, I don't think it is a bad thing. And I think his point was, or sorry, I think the the concept, at least that I would take away from what they've done, at least like making the emphasis on the game smaller, is whether the games is a ten out of ten of effort or the games is a three out of ten of effort um, for our team and our whatever, we're still going to yield the same result that we care about, which is what you said. There's a commercial, yeah. right? So detracting from the amount of effort and their media team, all that stuff, yeah. um, they're still achieving the same goal at a lower cost, which is, you know, stuff that, you know, we, we try to do in business all the time. Um, you know what I mean? Is um, limit the stuff that's, you know, if you spend $1 instead of $10, you get the same result. Um, so huh. I don't know. he's smart. Plus, he's probably making a, a lot of money off of all the sanctional uh, licenses. So, 
I, right. I imagine that that the the amount they have to pay is different. It changes, right? So like if let's say well, Dakota games, I, I would I would imagine that Wadapalooza pays more than let's say if Dakota games were to get sanctioned in Fargo, that they would pay a, ten thousand. And... What was that, Miles? I don't think so. It should be a fee. It should be a fee. well. No, there is a fee, but I don't know if it's flat. I'm sure the people negotiate it. Yeah, um, but I mean, I don't know that the variance is as significant as you're describing. Um, and I, I don't know that you could ever know, obviously. Yeah. But, um, I'm curious, but I mean, what do you think is going to happen to everything with the game sanctions, everything that was, that has been pushed to the right? With COVID, you mean? Because yeah. of COVID? Yeah, um, we talked. Well, I want to know your opinion. Yeah, I think it'll get delayed. I mean, you know what I mean? It's the same as the the Olympics or anything like that. It's, you know, it's pretty unsafe to send people there. And I don't know. Um, I, I don't I don't know what the shelter in home is like in Wisconsin. I'm sure that it exists. I haven't looked, but um, it's pretty, pretty challenging to put an event on yeah. if there's a shelter in place order. <laughs> and, you know, we don't know when, the, when everything's going to open up. Um, so I think it'll get deferred. Um, I think the big issue you're going to have is, um, again, I don't know, again, those fees that we're talking about that we don't know the number, are they deferrable? Do they still have to be paid? You know what I mean? Because I don't know how sanctionals make money other than maybe a handful of them. So, you know, that's a real question is if, if they have to pay that fee um, or the Atlas games, right? The one Dave in Quebec, like they had the whole stadium rented out. They got shut down like the day it was supposed to happen. Yeah. Like, we're there. I don't know how you come back from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I imagine that everyone whose sanctional didn't happen, they won't have to pay for this year. Or if they already yeah. paid, it's free for next year. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. You'd have to have deep pockets, though. Sanctionals are, they can't be cheap. So No. How do you how do you know who qualifies for those sanctionals, though, right? Yeah, like, but if we qualify for one, we pay. How do we know we get to, we're going to make it there next year? You guys are talking yeah, over each other. Yeah, one of you go first. You go I first. can't hear Miles right now. Okay. You okay. go first, Richard. You go now, uh, Richard. My, uh, <laughs> I was just saying, like, Ryan said, like, they'll just transfer your fee to the next year because you already paid it. Yeah. But, like, how do you know if you're even going to qualify there next year? Like, it's going to be a clean slate next year. So you have to do a whole new yeah. online qualifier. and then. Right. And, I mean, I think it depends, right? It's a business decision for those sanctionals because, again, like, when you paid and signed up, I didn't read the terms and conditions, and I'm sure you didn't either. Um, but I'm sure they exist. Um, so it comes down to what those say. And then depending on what those say, as a business, the sanctional gets to decide what they want to do anyways, um, whether they want to refund you or not. And then it's up to you. You know, I think it's going to be handled individually. I don't think it's going to be mandated. And what I understand, um, again, I have never looked at one of the contracts with a sanctional in CrossFit. Um, just don't live in that world. But I, I would assume based on what I'm seeing in the the vast differences among sanctionals and how they're run. I can't see there being that much oversight. So I couldn't see CrossFit decreeing, you know, if, the, if a force majeure event like um, COVID happens, thou shall act this way. You know what I mean? So I think it's going to be largely um, dependent on the sanctional owners. Cool. Miles? Force majeure is a legal term for act of God. Sorry. Very good. Miles, what was your question? All right, never mind. Sweet. That's not Brandon Internet. That's why the value of Brandon Real Estate will never go. Yeah. I don't even know what he's, he's doing. He's moving. He's way 
<laughs> just can vibrating. He hear, can hear? Can he hear any of us? I don't no. know, man. He's full. He's fully lost. Just look at that face. <laughs> he's probably <laughs> watching <laughs> porn. Hey, if he, he's, if he has his ruler, did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, if he can't hear any of us, what's he doing right now? Yeah. Oh, dude, he's just walking. sending it. Just oh, hey guys. I'm just with my friends. Yeah, oh, yeah he's coming back. Dango. Oscar uh, Mike. Miles, can you hear us? Miles. Bonjour. All good. Bonjour, Ryan, you have, no. did you have any other topics uh, of importance tonight? Um, Importantance. I mean, I had a few. I mean, I, I kind of wanted to pick your brain, Mitch, just because I don't get to talk to you every day. In fact, this is the first time sure. we've talked. Uh, it's nice to meet you as well. I guess we've it never well. been formally introduced, you know. Um, yeah. So I, I have some questions as an athlete and a spectator. Um, I, I grew up watching CrossFit, right? I, yeah. I found CrossFit when I was 16. And just right. when I watched the games, man, I watched 2013, the test of fitness. Mm-hmm. And that just got me so hyped as a high school senior you know it's the big lead up yeah I'm, yeah I know where this is you going. know you know so like to me i always wanted to be on that floor and stuff so i just have some questions that i would like to ask yeah. you um yeah oh yeah okay into it here. so um my questions for you now that i've laid all this out um let's say you're on an island and yeah. you are stranded there <laughs> sure and uh there's a mermaid there and you get to choose is it top half fish or bottom half fish mermaid what do you choose and why <laughs> top or so i want the bottom half to be the fish okay because then you get a pretty face and you can still do the stuff you really want to do <laughs> and they they're not talking when that's happening but they can talk here I mean, that's a that's a little that's a little bit fucked up what you just said but <laughs> You know, that's why I do top half fish. That way, I don't have to talk to anyone. I can do my own thing, but I'm sure. still happy. All right. Well, that's good. Okay. I'm kidding. Right. Next. No. Yeah. Next. Um, man, I don't that know. Had a lot to do with the CrossFit stuff. So yeah. That's good. I wanted I wanted there to be a big build up for a CrossFit question, and then just I wanted it to fall flat, and that's my goal. And I, I thought think... you were gonna I thought you were gonna do the standard Mitch Bernard question. So, bro, like. You know, you came so close so many fucking times. Like, do you not work on rope climbs? I mean, I could have. Nah, those aren't the questions I ask. Um, I, I may have rewatched that event before we started. The which one? Which one? A bunch of the 2018 regional events. Well, first, first I watched the rope climb one, the six, event six. Sorry. But then I watched event. R- the, snatch, the snatch burpee one. Was it event three? Yeah. I don't know. I only remember that one. So, so I was like, oh, I gotta do like I gotta do one bad, one good here for Mitch. That's why I watched the count. So, so yeah. Mitch, you're you're not doing CrossFit so much anymore. You're weightlifting, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Smart decision. So my question is, <laughs> is it possible from your CrossFit days to get even worse at legless rope climbs because you're not doing them anymore, or is that just? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh oh yeah. I'm joking, well, people man. don't get yeah, no, no. It's fucking. That's a, it's a good question. I mean, it's funny. People always ask me this shit, and uh, I'm like pretty fucking hard on myself, as most people know. Dave will laugh about this the most at anyone. 
it's funny, like Matt Frazier, remember that fucking video? I'm a bit of a Matt Frazier fanboy, like I actually like, think he's fucking pretty rad. Um, and he talks where people were like, dude, everyone was like, bro, like you don't work on your legless rope climbs? Like, bro, I work my legless rope climbs a fuck ton. I'm just not good enough at them. And that was it for me, bro. I was like, so I did like hundreds of rope climbs a week. Hundreds. More rope climbs than any of you have ever done, I would do every week. And they just fucking got 1% better a year. Um, so the answer to your question is, yeah, you can get a lot fucking, I bet you I can't get my fat ass upper rope right now, um, to be honest, even one time. But uh, yeah, no, they're fucked. A little hands, man. <laughs> Do you think that's it? No, Does... I think that, I don't know. How am I meant to know? We tried everything, bro. I did fucking crushers. I did rope climbs. I did bicep curls. I did fucking pull. I got up to like 30 strict pull-ups at one point. My fucking bitch ass just can't climb the rope. I don't know. That making sense. <laughs> Damn. Just oh. the way that it is. I mean, we were dealing with some adverse conditions, to be clear, at the 2018 regional. Um, but what were like, the What were the adverse conditions? Was, I mean, we did a fucking 50 dumbbell stepovers right before, so, however many it was. Yeah, so grip was like, shot. Most people go, oh, my grip was fucked because I went full dummy on that thing to try to not come last. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like we were in the perfect rope climb world. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And it was a short rope. Yeah, short rope. Um, what most people don't fucking get, because everyone's like, oh, bro, like, why didn't you just go slower? You know what I mean? Like, you could have paced it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, cool, bro. You know who has 10 points behind me? Fucking Cody Anderson and fucking Mitchell Stevenson. They're probably going to do okay on that workout. You know what I mean? Yep. So I was yeah. like, I kind of had to send it. Yep. But thanks. I've, I've like, been in that situation, too, in a competition where dude. it's the final event and you – you're the points are so close that you cannot yeah. slow down if you if you do not hold your competitor's pace then you will lose regardless so you have to hold their pace and then yeah. risk and burning out yeah, yeah it happens and i you talked know? to dave before it happened i talked to dave like I yeah this. like we sat down and i was like yo i'm like he's like what do you think and i'm like well i think i gotta fucking send it and he's like well, why do you, why, why like what do you, you know you know and i'm like well, I mean, Cody's fucking eight points behind me and Mitch is fucking 12 points behind me and they both can do a hundred legless rope climbs. Yeah. So they're probably going to send it. And Dave's like, yeah, I was thinking you have to go. And you just got to hope that you don't blow up. Mm-hmm. And I blew up. And we, we even knew, we even knew though, like the, the moment that event five was done, that we were like, I was done. Yeah, it fun. was, it was going to be big trouble for event six. Like Mitch's forearms were like rocks from doing, he like, he's, you know, Mitch is five, eight, and he got like ninth in that step over event because he was just holding on to those dumbbells as long as he possibly could to try and, you know, because he was battling from like trying to hold on to that fifth spot. There was a bunch of guys all bunched together, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They were all all in the mix. So like his yeah. ninth, ninth place finish held him in fourth, I believe, going into the last yeah. event. But it cost him his forearms like. It's yeah. not that Mitch. It's not that Mitch can't climb a rope. Like, you know, we we done that. We done that workout in training. Obviously, yeah. not in the same situation, and it wasn't an issue. Yeah. But you never you never know what the weekend is gonna the, the toll is gonna take on your body on certain parts of your body, right? And then yeah, and then in, 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 and like and also you know we we had done uh, in training the the step over workout with a different game plan where he you know, put the dumbbells down every, whatever it was, every four or every five step overs. And his grip wasn't a factor. 
but that mm-hmm. wasn't really an op. That all of a sudden that wasn't wasn't really an, an option, option. And that's anymore. Right. You know, like getting getting uh, so fifth, fucking good, right? <laughs> like getting yeah. getting getting fifteenth in that step over workout wasn't going to be acceptable, but ninth held him where he needed to be. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, you just that's sports, man. Like, and that's kind of like yeah. that's what happens. It's like, I think, you know, and like, and to go to go back to Mitch's point with like, that thing on Frazier, I think what the, his actual comment was like. You know, everyone's saying learn how to climb a rope, climb a rope. And Frazier was like, it was the frickin' tire flips. Right. Right? He, it was actually the doing bicep curls with the, with the tire flips that fried his grip. And, like, again, like, you know, Mitch can climb a rope, but the, the dumbbell step over, his forearms were, like, legitimate boulders when he finished the step over event. And there, yeah. just, there was Gone. just no time There was just no time to recover. So, like, yeah. you know. Gone. I, I don't even think you got through your first – did you even get through your first set of – Rope climbs? I think I got through the first set, and then I I think I'm, right. you, I don't even, I might have done the second set even. I don't know. Uh, you got through all three sets. I mean, you just, you just had eight thrusters left. Yeah, to be honest, oh, okay. like, I could have fucking you know what I mean. Like I could have done the Brent Fikowski pinch. It just it would have been too slow. You right. know what I mean? It would, like dope. Okay, well yeah, you finish the workout, you come fifteenth, you still don't make the fucking games. Yeah. So who cares? Yep. Yeah, you, know you needed. Mean? Yeah, you needed a good finish. Yeah. Exactly. I think people in sports have a hard time. Or some people who don't, I guess maybe never competed in sports, have a hard time understanding that, like, sometimes you need to take that gamble and it needs you either win and you achieve your goal or you end up worse than where you were. Like, a good yeah, example, so, good example of that was like, what year was it the Patriots did that where it was like fourth and one on their 20 and they went for it and they and they missed or they didn't get the yeah. down conversion, they missed. And everyone was like, Bill, why didn't you just pump the ball, play it safe? He was like, well, we were losing anyways. I had to do something to try to win. Dude, it's either it's either we win, and I take I have to take a big gamble to win, or I end up losing by more. And people we just don't did get, it. Yeah, people don't get that. Like sometimes, like you got to take a huge gamble to try to win, or like the work, and then you're you're gonna lose anyway. So gotta go for it. Dude, me and Dave legitimately three months ago, um, or two months ago, whatever it was, we just did this shit in weightlifting. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, for I'm an 89 kilo lifter, Canada. Um, you know, my best ever clean and jerk um, on the platform leading into provincials was, you know, whatever it was, 173. Um, and we're going over the game plan and we're like, okay, to qualify for Team Canada and go to Pan Ams, you need a, uh, what was it, a 323 total. So you're going to fucking snatch 140, snatch 145. And if you make it, you're going to snatch 150. And you're going to open your clean and jerk at whatever it takes to make a 323 total. And, you know, I made my first snatch, missed my second, and made five on third, which leaves us with a 178 clean and jerk, which is fucking heavy for me. Like, real heavy. Heavy, like, I've, like, heavy, like I've clean and jerked it once in my entire life before. And Davey is like, I'm texting him. He's like, fucking, you're opening at 178, buddy. Let's go. He's like, because you're either making it or you're not. And, like you said, yeah. like, if I miss that three times, I bomb out and I come last last place <laughs> you know what i mean um so it's like you, you can be a canadian ranked champion like you know what i mean at eight, the 89 kilo number one ranked guy in canada or you can be fucking last yeah wow and luckily i luckily i made it this time you know because there's so no world the number ball, but number one. <laughs> yeah we're the number one right now but uh <laughs> you know it's uh it's a little bit different than fucking last place at regionals and it's funny people always ask me at regional 2018 what place did you come and I'm like, I fucking am too scared to look, bro. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't even know what place you're in. I don't know what place. Legit. Do you want to know? No, I don't want to fucking know. Okay. Because it's all, like, to me, it, does, it doesn't matter. Because the only thing that fucking matters is are you in the top five and are you going to the CrossFit Games? Everyone else is equally a fucking loser. Yeah. And, you know, I took my shot and I missed. And, uh, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah. That sport, though. And man. that wasn't even the worst one, bro. That was like, my people are like, oh, like, that was dope. We didn't even fucking try for that one. I started working out, like, a week before the Open. You know what I mean? There was years that I dedicated my whole fucking life and no one talks about those ones. Uh, you yeah, know what the, I mean? yeah, the 2015 one was, that was a bad oh, one. Oh, buddy. That was like, just punted that fucking guy right in the stands, man. <laughs> just fucking. I was the fittest fucking guy ever, man. I was so fit. And I was so shit. And I just fucking turned <laughs> sideways. The 50 and just fucking scented over the fucking stands, bro. It was bad. Uh, watch if you guys want. If you guys want to watch a blow up. Oh map, stop! Watch, watch <laughs> I the, won that bad fucking guy. Oh no! Watch I lost. Yeah, yeah. Watch the row, uh, 2015 row chest to bar handstand push up workout. Yeah. Okay. Watch. So, watch and, then, where, and then when you and then when you watch, just keep in mind that I did it in 9:59 in training. Okay. I'm gonna watch that pretty, tonight. Pretty epic. Watch where and he is. Race, up. Little Cody Anderson fucking exploded. Came like Hey, I have a question. I have a question for you, actually. At so Can sick. West, the first time I met yeah, you. Can here, Miles? I, yeah. Yeah, I can. Yeah. And Keep I going. finished that uh, first yeah. event. I beat you by three minutes. You, I came up to you, and I'm like, yep, I won the event. And you're like, yeah, I finished that workout at 15-something. Yeah. Fast. Absolutely. You're like, yeah, you're fucking slow. I finished in 15 something. Yeah. <laughs> you were slow. It's super, super fast. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was fit. I'm just a fucking mental case. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to win so bad that I fucking, bl I will blow, put my, they've seen it in training too. I will legitimately put myself into the fucking hospital if someone's yeah. watching me. You know what I mean? It's just the way. Yeah. The uh, yeah. oh, Rich is gone. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta wait for Rich to come back because it's, it's pretty funny because it's actually uh, it, he's kind of part of the story. Oh, yeah, can you hear us, Rich? Yeah, I'm hoping I can hear Miles now. Miles, say something. Miles, say Miles something? can't hear you. Okay, can you hear me? I can hear Miles. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we're good. Um, in the in the 2018 open, uh, before regionals, there was the uh, you were you were gone, Rich. But Mitch was saying he wants to win so bad that he'll put himself in the hospital, like trying to win, before he'll like whatever. And uh, the the workout that you actually won in the eighteen open in Can West, the the, the um, dumbbell squat, bar facing burpee into the max clean. Yeah, yeah. don't tell me. I know. Apparently, Mitch beat me and had to redo because he couldn't do a clean. Two twenty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mitch, Mitch was like sub, like yeah, three, One, three something. A, yeah, whatever. A world, it was world record. It was, uh, it was what, what ended up being the best score in the world. I was below it by like six seconds, and I failed yeah. five cleans at two twenty five. <laughs> three, I think three forty or something. He did the workout in. I don't remember the numbers, but it was fast. And then, and then, and then, could, and then, and then couldn't crazy. get a clean, so he had to, so he had to redo it. Dude, the, I, I think I, I probably still have the video, bro. There's like, so I get done, 
and I stand up and I'm actually look okay. Like I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> and people are like, and people are like, holy fuck, like what's going on? And then I legitimately try to take a step towards like the box and I just collapse. And then I was like drooling <laughs> on myself. And then my buddy is like, they were there, were like, okay, like Mitch, get up, like you gotta go. And I'm like, okay. So I like get up and I try to pull 225 and I don't even get it to my knee. And I was just doing <laughs> down that. I was puking for like 40 minutes after. Yeah, that's, that was bad. Full <laughs> dummy. I love that workout. That was bad. So that was. That's not really. So don't do uh, that. Shit. You guys still have your CrossFit futures ahead of you, man. Don't, don't make up. the same mistakes that I made. Hmm. And it's funny because I've been giving Brent Vikowski conservative advice for five fucking years. You know what I mean? And I couldn't even take one one ounce of my own fucking advice. Embarrassing. That's, That's how it goes sometimes, man. You know, like people who aren't in relationships giving you relationship advice and they're just amazing at it. You know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. How it works. yeah. But, but you know what? But you know what's funny, though, Mitch, in like a, just as an observation, like in a controlled environment, like let's say um, like in the open, for example, like when, when we would go over game plans, you know what I mean? We would like we would plot out some of your some of your open workouts like. Yeah rowing just so slow yeah. you know i remember i'm like and like and you would kill these workouts but i think i think for you like you said you get onto the floor and you look over and you got all these guys that are going so fast and all of a sudden like you know you're you're like a you know a guy who can typically you know fly and die pretty hard and you, you get caught up with that for one second and it's like yeah you know like it's a it's just being a fucking coward think about it it's uh it's easy to go fast and blow up right yeah it's easy it's easy to do that because then you have a fucking excuse it's hard to do something perfect and come last because then you just fucking suck you know what i mean yeah so it's like uh external validation kind of you know it's right Part of me thinks it's just because I'm so worried that I'm just inadequate that I'm like, well, if I just blow myself up, I have a fucking excuse. Right. Yeah. It's funny how that works. Like when I, a lot of the times, the workouts I perform the best in, at the end of them, I'm just like, like I feel almost fine. Like I could have kept going. Yeah. I never get to a point where I blow up. I just like, oh, I'm done. And then I end up with a really good place. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I mean, I have a coach, a couple guys pacing. now, and like, it's all that I teach these fucking little kids. It's pace. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm pretty good at zoning everything out and just focusing on the workout. Like I've done a few workouts where I realize like, oh shit, I'm competing. I need to, I need to like speed it up a little bit here actually, or like taking the moment at least, you know. Yeah, yeah I lose, you know, lose thirty pounds too. <laughs> Everyone's cutting out a little bit. Uh, sorry. How much do you weigh? Like two thirty or some shit? Two twenty-five? Me? Right now? No, I'm losing weight, baby. I'm at two eighteen right now. Yeah. How, how are you two eighteen? I was. I was. It was funny. I, was I know it's crazy. Like, this guy's strong. Like he lifts heavy weights. Then like this is crazy. And then Dave told me about. I'm like, oh, he's fucking snatching body weight. Like that's not a bad day. 
<laughs> yeah. I suppose so. Is 218 heavy? Is, is that really heavy yeah. for a crossfitter? Yeah. Dude, Damn. how tall are you? Uh, 5'11 and three quarters. Yeah, so you, sh- you should be like 198, 200. Man, I, 205 is like, like at the, at the Granite Games and Dakota Games, I was around 205. Like, I, I will bounce around, you know, when I'm training, I'm a little heavier. And then when I get closer to competition, I kind of slim down a little bit. So, well, let's hope. Yeah, let's hope. Trying to press step one. Pray to God. Yeah, yeah. this quarantine I, hasn't I helped. I tried to I tried to help Ryan out. I sent him an email with a bunch of information about macros, and he never got back. He's to me. fat too. Don't listen to him. Rich is not fat. You you take that back. <laughs> <laughs> you take that back right now. I'm the fattest one here, man. I don't no, know that's true. You guys are big, though. Like, okay, so there's a difference between body fat, which is what I have. I have some baby fat. I'll admit it. All right. I'm a big man. All right. But Rich and Miles, you guys actually have relatively low body fat percentage compared to me, right? And I'm still kicking your ass in workouts. So what's your excuse? But I've been. You've been 250, you said? Holy shit. 260. 260. You're a big boy. I was 245 in college. I was 245 in college. What were you doing in college? I played lacrosse in college. Okay. Makes sense. Rich was way up there, too. What were you, Rich? When I was in Afghanistan. 240. When I was in Afghanistan. Rich, I have a question for you, man. Oh, first off, Rich, I never got your email. You say that I got you sent me an email. I never got it. Okay, I'll reset it. Okay, thank you. I would actually love it because I I need to hold myself down to something. Lately, I've been snacking, boredom snacking. You know, it's just one of those things where in between study breaks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to school right now. I'm doing online classes and stuff. Yeah, but you know, I'll run upstairs. Uh, I'm uh, in computer science and also Smart. mathematics, so I'm double major. What's your fa- What's your What's good? What's your favorite coding language? Like Python? Um, Python your favorite? No, I don't like Python. Um, Why don't you like Python? What's wrong with Python? Uh, Python <laughs> is stupid. Um, it's Why? honestly, <laughs> I I like Java. I like Java because I'm very stupid and I get confused with not so, so like. If you guys don't know, like you can, you don't have. So Python's not stupid. You're stupid. Yes, I'm stupid. Yes, but but stupid people call things that are stupid when really they're the stupid person, and that's what I'm doing. I'm in fact stupid. I'm proving it through a, a proof, really. You know, so very mathematical here. But got it. What I'm what what I'm trying to say is like with Python, when you're instantiating a variable or something like that. You you can just type in Mitch equals one fifty six, and that could be like you know whatever a number, right? And that's an int. Mm-hmm. But then you can also type in Mitchy, and then you know it can be equal to a word like Mitchy is bad at rope climbs, right? A for a string, yeah. right? And so there's yeah. no like what I like about Java is that you say int Mitch equals one fifty six, string or uh, string Mitchy equals Mitch's batter rope climbs, right? And that's what you like. It, it just makes everything a little more clear. It's more clear. More, yeah, more, more focus. Clear. Yeah. Yes. 
And I'm very bad with disorganization, so it just helps with that. You know, I like Java. It's hard coded. You can't fuck it up. You know, if you do, it yells at you and says, "Hey, you fucked it up, dumbass," and then you fix it. So, so yeah. what's the end game? What's my end game? Um, I, man, I don't know. Make money. You know, I preferably I wanna I wanna do this CrossFit thing as seriously as I can for as long as I can because I really enjoy it. Uh, and then while I'm doing that side hustle of mathematics and computer science of some job where I can work semi part time 30 to 40 hours and then with my remaining time CrossFit, you know, so this fitness race. Yeah. So that's my money is. Yeah. Want to be like Brent Fikowski, hey? Just work out in your barn. Ah, no. I can't work out by myself. Like, I, I need a gym. Like, I, I like, I have a really strong connection with my community members. And we, like, it's it's just harder to work out in a gym. I always pull my girlfriend, surprising, I know, or uh, or my roommates to say, hey, let's go work out. I'm and then shocked. we all work out together. So, yeah. Color me shot, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's tough. I I'm not much of an at home workouter, but I guess as a pro crossfitter, I don't know. I just assume things because I'm ignorant. Uh, I imagine that a pro crossfitter like Brent Fakowski, he always talks about. I can't wait to show this off. I've been working on this, right? I've been working on this, right? Like I remember he was talking about push jerk. Something finally just clicked, and he's been working on that. And uh, I imagine, because a lot of times he'll do something at the games where it's like, oh, I've never seen that before. That's really interesting. You know, like he, he likes showing that stuff off. And if you're doing that at an affiliate with tons of people, it may leak, right? And it may not matter. The, the vast majority, it's not going to go viral. But, you know, stuff like that. I can see his methodology behind some of that. And I'm assuming because I'm ignorant, you know? Yeah, he just works out at home because he doesn't want to go to the gym. Is he antisocial? It's... it's but yeah, he's a weird fucking dude, but it's just, it's, it's, it's close. Yeah. You know what I mean? The gym's close to his bed. That makes it easy. Yeah. I suppose so. If you're traveling back and forth and your whole job is working out and you do a lot of working out, traveling back and forth sucks. So I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. So you want to be a pro, pro fitness racer. It's good. I think so. You know, um, but I'm also not going to sacrifice my family for that. Like my family will always come first. And maybe that's a sign that maybe I'm not ready to be a professional if other things take priority. But, you know, I do have a couple of dogs and my girlfriend and we want to start family one day. So, you know, like how long have, how long have you been with your girlfriend at? Uh, just over two years. That's so fucking American. Two years in and you're like, oh, we're going to have a family in the house. Bro, I've been with my I've been with Amelia for seven years, dude. I don't even know if we fucking said I love you before. I, I thought you were gonna say I don't know. I, I thought you were gonna say I don't know if we've ever f- fucked, and I was like, oh damn, that's that's crazy. Seven years. That would also that would also be American. Yeah, but, uh, it would. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not married, so you ain't you ain't doing anything. Yeah, it's uh. All right, it's good. You're allowed. Yeah, she's the only one for you. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've been around. You're like 19? You're like 19? What? How old am I? How old are you, like 19? No, dude, I'm I'm fucking 23, baby. I'm in the I'm in the 20s. I didn't, so. I didn't even know who I was. When I was 23, I was still on the sauce, fucking climbing the outside of buildings, fucking hammer drunk on a Saturday night. I didn't even know who I was when I was 23. Yeah, I had my phase of drinking. I drank for about six months when I turned 21. And then <laughs> after that, I, I realized that it wasn't helping with CrossFit, so I stopped. 
Miles dying right now because Miles li has lived 15 lives. <laughs> yeah, I. Also, I never took to drinking. Drinking is icky. I don't like it. It makes me feel bad. So I like yeah. it too much. It's the problem. I went through a heavy phase. I yeah, I've I seen pictures. A, I went through. A, I went through. A moved from school and America phase. I went <laughs> kicked through, out from an entire through, country phase. Yeah. <laughs> I went through yeah. a couple. I came. I came home from tour and just went hard. Went hard. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> such a such a Manitoba thing to do. Yeah. Davey, too. You don't get an anchor tattooed on your face unless you've lived a couple lives. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, man. Man. Hey, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't... I don't... I've never... I never really party... Rich, did you party? No. No? Nice. Yeah. I, I also, like... He fell in love with his first girlfriend, too, though. So it's the same. It's yeah. Y'all are similar. Hey, I've had three girlfriends... So, you know, I've been around. Miles. Yeah. Miles is dying right now. Miles had three girlfriends this week. Yeah. <laughs> what? 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 I said Miles. <laughs> Miles had three girlfriends this week. I can't hear. It. Oh well. Uh, connections going. Yeah. I mean, I literally, like, I'm, I'm not, I've, there are stories about how bad of a, like, okay, so when you are going out and partying, part of your thing is getting laid, right? Like, that's a huge factor. Like, damn, I got laid last weekend, I'm gonna go party some more, right? And that's a huge thing. Me, I don't know if you guys can tell just by talking to me, I have zero game. Zero game whatsoever. And so... It was one of those things where not only do I not like drinking, but I also do not get laid. And so... We're losing a lot. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, so it yeah. was one of those things where, you know, eventually my ego was going to shatter into what I thought was already shattered into more pieces, you know. So it, it was bad. You see an impenetrable ego like this. No I one said I was winning. I was winning a lot. <laughs> I just tried a lot. <laughs> I don't. Man, I, I I took that approach, but I just I'm not the kind of guy who has the yeah. the like ooh like you're cool like I, I can make a girl laugh like but that doesn't get you laid a whole lot of the time like you need that cool does, suave though. guy. So, no, I don't I don't think so. Not my comedy. No, no, my not my comedy. Maybe it was I, just the wrong audience. Did you ever think about that? And I'm more of a, he's really funny, but he's a friend. You know? Yeah. I, my com my comedy is not good, but it makes the girls laugh for some reason. I don't know. Maybe they can... Make me laugh. That's good. Want to sleep with me? I think... Yeah, I think it's you. <laughs> oh, man. You're a little bit too fat for me, though. Fuck, well, get on this diet. Rich, send me that fucking email, man, please. Yeah. Look at his cheeks getting rosy. Look at this. So cute. My, yeah, baby face. I am a little hot because I'm talking about not getting laid. Bashful. You know? Yeah. yeah bashful. Yeah. Still, a, still a baby. Yeah. Child. Love, though. Married next year. Three kids. Whew, that's not for a while, but... But you know, one day, one day I'll get married. Dave's, you know, Dave's gonna get married soon. 
David Spurs. David Spurs just at Tiffany's last week picking out a ring. <laughs> yeah. Dropping the six news. Weeks in, six weeks into his relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany's. <laughs> so I'm just like portraying my insecurities on all of you guys because I'm too big of a coward to actually. What are you worried about? Are you worried about her saying no? I'm not. Yeah, she would probably say no. At Das Dave, she's terrifying, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My. Uh, and she's ti- and she's ti- and she's tiny. Yeah, very small and full of rage. Um, no, I don't know. I, marriage has never really crossed my mind, to be honest. Really? I feel like, I feel like marriage is being phased out. Yeah, for sure. A weird thing. My parents weren't married, so I think maybe it's just like I grew up on a farm with two people that didn't get what? married so it's just like i didn't even know it was really a thing yeah yep yeah for sure i mean it, it depends on where how you grow up right like if your parents were married at a young age and you know they had a successful a marriage thing. yeah you know yeah. you want to get married too you know um yeah. for for me it, i mean i don't i don't have the urge to get married i think it's just a piece of paper that doesn't really mean a whole lot but I know to Mallory, it would mean a lot to her, you know. So it just it depends on on who and why you're doing it, who you're doing it for, you know. Like for me, a ring, I I could give a fuck what ring I have, and I don't care what ring she has, you know. Like I, right. it just it doesn't matter to me. But I'm going to get I her did, a ring that she I likes because I care about her. What was that, Miles? That's still marriage topic here. Yeah, we're on the marriage topic. I came back five minutes later, and you guys. Still yeah. Okay. Well, these are the topics that people want to hear. Go back, go back to watching the Young and the Restless over there, buddy. Fucking. They get the trailer park boys on repeat. Yeah. Jalapeno. Single living folks. Let's go. That's how you get yeah. laid. Pepperoni. <laughs> Chips and smokes. Come on, Corey Trevor. Go. Let's go. Let's go. Corey Trevor. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I need to get back to work now, so I will. Uh, the fuck. Where I will... What? You're gonna uh, go just... work at set six thirty your time? Yeah, bro. What do you mean? Damn, that's that's some adult guys, shit has, right there. This has been all day. God damn. It. We got uh, we got some big moves that we need to make. So. Yeah, investing into the stock market. I'm guessing. Well, no, I've been shorting the stock market, but uh, um, hey, explain shorting to me. Mostly missing, (laughs) huh? Explain shorting. Like you're essentially betting on the company to lose. So, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of different like methods to short the market. I mean, shorting is like a a specific mechanism that you use to bet against a stock price. Um, There's many mechanisms that you can get. And typically, when people are like, "I'm full, I'm short the market," it's like a general statement about many different things. What I'm actually doing is I'm taking puts on the market, um, which is a derivative, it's an option. So you buy the option um, to buy stock later at a specific price. Um, so if the market goes down, things are good. Um, but typically you sell those options before they actually strike. But yeah, I'm betting against a bunch of companies. Yeah. Poorly, I might add. Who are you betting against? Who do you think's not gonna do well? Well, so I bet against a lot of publicly traded um, casinos. I bet it against a bunch of hotels and airlines. I bet against basically anything, I know. a bunch of stuff. And uh, it went really, really well at the beginning, but we're hitting a bit of a dead cat balance here. So 
um, that block that basically destroys all gains. So uh, it's been a bit of a rocky road. Interesting. A dead cat bounce. I really like that. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good phrase. I mean, or 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 we're back into a market, and I'm going to go zero. One of the two. How long do you think before things start to correct? Well, I mean, it depends your school of thought. There's people out there today that are saying things are already corrected. I mean, right. the market's up like four four percent today. It was up seven percent two days ago. Kind of fly yesterday. Well, it was up. It was actually the biggest reversal in the history, I think, of the market yesterday. So it was up like four percent. In, in OB, how long did it take before it bought? Took a long time. It takes a long time. Right. I mean, yeah. And uh, I don't know that you can analogize. That's the right way to say that. Um, what happened in 08 to now because you're layering on like depending if you think this is the black coronavirus the black swan or you know if you actually look at Taleb because right. it's a gray swan um but you're layering that on an already massively stressed market with you know massive leverage that didn't no way um you know you have a president who's a complete fucking lunatic um you know you put all of that together and it's really hard to predict what happens right but the one thing, and, and you have the the Fed print money than they've ever printed. Right. Um, Jay Powell just has his money printer going all day. Yeah. Uh, so, tell, uh, so how it's does challenging. That the economy, like essentially, like where's too that complicated money? to talk about it. No, but yeah, where's that too, coming from? Where's that printing money? It. They're just they sell treasuries. Well, they'll sell Bonds. treasuries to fund fund it, all that shit. Yeah. Um, but basically, they're just printing an infinite amount of money, whether or not it creates a deflation in the value. Um, their currency, uh, which you know typically doesn't happen in situations because the U.S. dollar is a haven currency, so um, you end up in this like crazy tipping. Um, and it becomes a really complex economic question, and there's lots of different schools of thought on it. Fair enough. Um, yep. um, but, um, anyways, yeah. Mitch, I got one more thing for you. Um, yes or no? Okay. Has Trump been artificially inflating the market? Do you think that he's been doing that? And yes. Yeah. Okay. Because right, artificially, I don't, it's not artificial. He's. I think he's been timing his press releases um, when he has good news to be thirty minutes before the market closes. Um, when he has bad news, it's after market. Um, you know, like you've seen some of the best news he's ever had. Says right as the futures open on Sunday. Um, shit like that. Um, I think is calculated. Um, that being said, I mean. You can't do much like these, the, the eight, like, what is it? Like 80% of the market is controlled by institutions. Uh, I forget the exact breakdown. Those people are really fucking smart. So they're not betting on the words that come into Trump's mouth. They're betting yeah. on things that they've decided long before he even knows they're a thing, frankly. Um, so whether or not you believe that news can actually impact your stock market is a whole nother like theory of finance. Um, but I do think he's doing his best. For the market. I would say so. Yes, but for other things, no, he's not. Yeah. Oh no, so. I'm saying I think Trump's a fucking idiot. To be clear, but yes, um, I'm saying I think he's doing his best. I think so. Yeah. Cool. All right, I gotta go. All right, uh, Mitch, it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. What, what do it. people do at the end of podcasts when they have guests? Where Where can people find you? Oh, never mind. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you and me now. They're dropping off. Did Did Dave yeah. have to leave? I have no pages left. Cool. Well, should we just end it here, I suppose? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Rich, give me those macros, brother. I'd appreciate uh, it. Yeah. I can't yeah. take any more of Rich's, or Mitch's, uh, Mitch's fat shaming. That's very <laughs> ignorant of him if you think about it. So. Should have called him out. Yeah. 
I should have. Oh, well. Well, I'll talk to you later, Rich. Have a good night. Have a good night, man. See ya.